Today I'm going to share some of my notes with you about what to do when aliens land. Now I know this is a very bold thing for me to do, a very bold topic for me to come out and talk about. Who the hell am I to tell you what to do when aliens land? Well, I don't know more than the average person about all of this, considering that nobody alive today on Earth has lived through open contact between all of humanity and ETs, extraterrestrials, or aliens, or interdimensional beings, or non-human intelligences, or UFOs, or whatever you would like to call it. But what I can do is I can tell you that I have been having encounters, sightings, and experiences with UFO and beings not from this planet throughout my life from as early as my younger years as a child. And this whole UFO alien ET topic, when boiled down, we find that it's very spiritual, it's very metaphysical and mystical in nature. Ultimately, we see that this is not solely a materialistic matter. So let me repeat that. We see that this is not solely a materialistic matter. There's more to it than our basic understanding of the material world. There's something what we would call non-physical or spiritual uh, concerning some of the uh, technology and some of the ways that we are able to connect with what we would call ETs or interdimensional beings or what have you. Anyone that's looked into this topic knows this to some degree or another. There is a spiritual component to all of this. Maybe the word spirituality isn't the right word for some, but there is something beyond our mundane, materialistic, physical understanding of the world, of the universe, and of science. There's something beyond all of that that ties into this topic. So, of course, I'm here. I've got plenty of experience with spirituality. And so that's why I feel comfortable enough to come forth and talk to you about this, though I'll admit I, I don't feel fully comfortable or confident, um, but I'll explain a little bit about why I'm doing this. Essentially, I feel that as these things begin to unfold on the, uh, you know, in the global arena, it is those with spiritual development and spiritual understanding that will be called to play an important role, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So I described that, you know, I've got a lot of experience with spirituality, but it's likely that you do as well. So that's why this message today that I'm sharing with you is it's very important uh, because you will be needed to play an important role if and when these things begin to go down. So I understand you may be curious about myself and the experiences that I mentioned that I've had throughout my life, but I apologize. I'm going to have to leave it at that for now simply because my aim here is to support people going through spiritual awakening at this time of you know what we would call global ascension on the planet that is my mission not to become the alien guy i'm already the kundalini awakening guy which of course ties in very closely to my mission to support people going through spiritual awakening and that makes me enough of a weirdo so i won't you know begin to uh you know put a whole other theme and topic uh, for people to think I'm crazy about. But, um, you know, like I said, I, I don't feel too comfortable even talking about this here. But it's it's coming more and more to light. More and more people are having these experiences, especially those on the spiritual path. And so that's why we're going to talk about this today. 
So in time, I may begin to share more about myself, but right now, not the time. So, of course, you know, I'm just a guy here talking on the internet. You have to use your own discernment, your own judgment. Be critical of everything that you hear, even what I'm saying, okay? So whether you believe me or not, whether you believe, you know, some things that I've talked about about my past or not, I don't think that's important for what I'm about to share with you today. But if you feel uh, that it is, by all means, use that uh, when making critical decisions about what you're consuming, believing, listening to, and even applying in your own life, okay? Personally, of course, I'm the one putting out the message here, but I think it's very reasonable and and you'll understand uh, in a minute when I uh, get to it. What I'm about to share here, it's very simple and I think it's very important that it's considered in the quote-unquote hypothetical events that open contact between humanity and beings from another place takes place. So here it is. Here's what to do when aliens arrive. Stay calm. Don't lose your shit. Because when these things begin to happen, many are going to freak out. And so we need people like you who have gone through some sort of spiritual awakening and had spiritual experiences to rely on your integrated, embodied, and grounded spiritual understanding and development to support you and those around you through any significant events involving beings from another place. So I know it sounds trite. You know, all I'm saying here is stay calm, but please hear me out because this is really important. It's important to understand why and how to stay calm. Because some of these things, of course, are going to completely blow people's minds. Collectively, our mind is going to be blown. So it's very important to understand how and why we have to stay calm amidst these mind-blowing things that may come. Okay? So stay calm. Stay grounded. Others are going to freak out. You need to be one of the few people that have prepared for these events. Now, you may not freak out about aliens, but you might freak out because others are freaking out about aliens because they definitely will, right? They may, there may be panic, there may be protests, there may be mass migrations, there may be war, there may be all sorts of things. People's entire lives are going to be uh, completely blown apart in a sense that their paradigms are going to be challenged very greatly. And of course, this will be very, very distressing for many, many people, okay? Even open-minded people will freak out. Closed-minded people, of which there are many, are going to have a much, much harder time with all of this. And they're going to make it very hard for everyone else. And so that's where you come in, right? So your calm, your grounded energy will radiate through this chaos and you'll be instrumental as things begin to unfold and play out in the way that they do. You also, besides just being calm and cool in the, in the events themselves, during the events themselves, you need to, in preparation, become cool and calm and relaxed about spiritual experiences, about mystical experiences, about paranormal, psychic, metaphysical experiences. And you need to avoid giving into shock, giving into amazement by non-ordinary events. So this way, your nervous system will be prepared to handle things like ETs, their technologies, their stories, 
and even their energy, their powerful, powerful energy, which I'll speak about in a second. So why is that now? You know, why am I saying that this is not solely a materialistic matter and that it involves spirituality? Why am I, you know, speaking directly to those on the spiritual path, saying that they have a role in all of this, you know, alien UFO talk and disclosure and open contact and arrival and landing and all this kind of stuff? What does spirituality got to do with it? Well, because what will begin to unravel during these unfoldings is going to involve the validation of many spiritual notions and themes and concepts that mystics and spiritualists have been speaking about for millennia throughout history from many different traditions around the world. There is more to reality than just the physical. Time and space are illusions. The present moment is all there is. Psychic abilities like telepathy and communicating without words are real. These are all of the, you know, siddhis that yogis, the psychic abilities, the psychic powers that yogis have known and talked about and practiced and used for millennia. And we see these psychic abilities appearing all around the world throughout history, not just in yoga. And of course, many experience them even today. Another point here is that our consciousness is tied directly to our experience. Everything is energy or light or consciousness in a state of vibration. Because here's the thing. These ETs are using all of these principles that I just mentioned to support them on their journeys. They're not traveling here from wherever they're coming from at the speed of light for, you know, multiple years or even millions of years from elsewhere in the universe okay they're not traveling here they're teleporting they're snapping their fingers in, in, in essence and appearing here through interdimensional travel okay they're interfacing with us and one another via thought in their mind through consciousness okay so all that I've mentioned here relies on what we might call spiritual or metaphysical principles, which of course quantum physics has glimpsed and also been startled by. Essentially, these ETs, interdimensional beings, non-human intelligences, whatever you want to call it, are using technology which reveals that our basic materialistic understanding of physics is limited and or incorrect. Now, of course, we have our suspicions about this. As I mentioned, we see this in quantum physics. But when we have an open contact experience, all of that will be validated and the scientific paradigms will have to be, of course, revisited. Religious paradigms will have to be revisited. The spiritual paradigms will be built upon, okay? All of these things are going to go under radical shifts, not to mention the economic, environmental implications, um, you know, things to do with, with the, the climate crisis, energy, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So the ETs are going to tell us, hey, we didn't come here, you know, by putting diesel into our spacecraft at some sort of, you know, space gas station. They're going to say we teleported here. And they're going to say that they did that by shifting their consciousness. And they're going to say, of course, that's how we came here because everything is here and now. Distance, time, and space are not real. The present moment is all there is. Does all of this sound familiar to you? 
Well, like I said, these are principles that spirituality has been talking about all this time, right? For millennia, mystics have been talking about this. Spiritual teachers have been talking about this. You go to any yoga class, any meditation classes, all the stuff that they're talking about, right? So this is where spirituality comes in. So when we talk about turning inwards and finding stillness uh, within our state of awareness or consciousness in meditation, we're not talking about a field of consciousness that is only limited to human beings. The same field of awareness or consciousness is the same field that a frog sits in when it sits in stillness on a rock in a pond, for example. It's resting in that field of consciousness, right? It's in a meditative state. It's the same field that we're speaking about here that an alien or an ET or an interdimensional being has access to within themselves as well from any place in any dimension in all of existence. All living beings share this same inner stillness. And if you're familiar with it, and understand how to navigate this inner space, even just somewhat, then you're ahead of the curve compared to the rest of humanity. And so you will be needed to play a role, which of course integrates all of these topics and themes together. In fact, as a side note here, it's through the practice of turning inward and tuning your consciousness that you yourself can make contact without the need for any larger organization to come between you and these, you know, other intelligences, okay? You have as much of a right to make contact as anybody else on the planet. And let me say that one more time. You have enough of a right as anyone else on the entire planet to make contact, direct contact yourself. And if you ask me, like I mentioned, there are many beings out there that are willing to contact you directly. They don't need to go through what we would call an authority or some sort of organization. Okay, you yourself can make contact. This is very important to consider. Anyway, continuing on from that side note. Because you likely have a strong spiritual foundation, maybe you've even had significant, you know, what we call mind-blowing spiritual experiences, that have shown you that all of these things that we've described so far are possible, you'll be one of the few people that are able to stay cool when mind-boggling revelations are presented to humanity, right? The average person without a sort of deep spiritual practice or development is not going to be able to wrap their mind around things like teleportation or telepathic communication or that the present moment is all there is or that we all share one consciousness or that certain organizations and individuals have been in contact with these beings already. The average person is closed-minded, culturally indoctrinated, aka brainwashed, they're maybe religious, and they're maybe unaware or uninterested in these intergalactic, interdimensional matters. So their minds will be completely blasted when they're presented with irrefutable evidence which they can see and feel with their own body. Of course, their doubt, their lack of interest is not their fault, okay? The system has intentionally been designed to keep them in the dark. Now, I don't want to get in a whole, you know, paranoid, cynical view. I just want to present an argument for why we shouldn't shame people who aren't as interested, okay? Most people have concerns 
that are more pressing, such as you know, getting their next meal, which of course take precedence over you know, listening to talks on YouTube about UFOs and make, watching documentaries, or of course, you know, sitting in meditation and trying to make contact themselves. So it's not our job to shame them, like I said, we just have to understand. But of course, this is where you must come in, and your role becomes very important, which is of course, like I've been saying, stay calm, stay grounded, stay collected. Because of course, you're aware of the spiritual nature of reality. You've had spiritual experiences. None of this should be fresh and new and novel and super mind-blowing to you. It should be the next logical step in our journey as a collective species, as a planet, and you know it, okay? Of course, beings from elsewhere are real. Of course, the universe is so vast and these beings are out there and of course, they're going to make contact at some point or another. Of course, their, their technologies are real, okay? Of course, the way that they interface with their technologies, with one another, with us even, is through the medium of consciousness. Of course, you know all of these things. The idea is to prepare yourself psychologically and emotionally for these hypothetical events so that you can hold things together when the people around you are deeply troubled. So you got to rely on these things, of course. Yeah, sure, of course. There's no big deal, right? Of course. Of course there's an alien spaceship, you know, hovering above my house right now. Of course. No big deal. This is how your attitude should be. It should be just very calm, very cool. It's like an everyday thing, okay? So you must develop the skill of holding space in your nervous system. That's essentially what I'm talking about here. Holding space in your nervous system. So sometimes within the healing community, when we say somebody's holding space for somebody going through something emotional, they're just calm and cool and steady. And maybe they're with somebody who's crying or sharing something intense or weeping or venting. And the other person there is holding space in their nervous system, just calm and saying, it's okay that you're you know, talking about traumatic things from your past. It's okay that you're crying and yelling and screaming. It's okay. This is no big deal. I'm here. I'm holding space. That's the same attitude that we must take when it comes to this whole topic of, of open contact. It's okay. This is all valid. This is all, all real. No big deal. Just hold space. So we hold space for the actual event itself and for everybody else around us that may also be freaking out in the same way that you might get somebody you know, say you have three people, one person is having a full-blown emotional purging and healing sort of experience and they're crying and they're yelling and they're sharing about traumatic things. Maybe one person is there holding space, calm, cool, collected. Maybe there's another third person there who's freaking out because they're getting triggered and reacting to the person who's having the, the healing experience. So that person um, isn't cool, calm, collected in the midst of the experience, okay? And so it's the person that's that's able to stay grounded. It's their role is to hold space for everybody, everybody's emotional experience, okay? So this is what I mean when I say to stay grounded. And beyond this now, there's also, this is where it gets a little far out, not too far out. I'm sure, you know, you, you understand what I mean, but there's an energetic component to all of this as well, okay? So these ETs, these extraterrestrials, whatever you want to call it, like any other living being on Earth, they have an aura, which is, of course, an energetic field that extends beyond the boundaries of their physical body. Now, some of these beings, they radiate such a powerful energetic field, such a powerful aura, that it will knock your socks off. 
once you're within their vicinity without even making physical contact. Their aura extends so far out that even if you were to come, you know, somewhat close but not too close, boom, you'll be you just your nervous system will will not be able to handle it. You 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 know, you fall on your butt. You'll be your, your socks get knocked off. Okay? So I know that this is what I'm saying. It sounds fascinating. That's not my intention. It's not to fascinate you. It's not to, uh, you know, get you too, uh, too fired up about all this stuff. Um, but of course, I do understand it is fascinating stuff. Don't focus too much on these details like what I mentioned here. Just use it as a, a bit of a context for why you should develop the ability of your nervous system to hold steady, to stay calm, to stay centered and upright in the midst of these very intense energetic experiences so of course how do we do this then how do we stay calm how do we stay cool how do we stay grounded how do we stay balanced how do we hold space how do we develop our skill and, and ability to hold space well this is done by practicing meditation by practicing relaxation i'll say that one more time it's done by practicing relaxation so relaxation is a practice we have to practice staying relaxed in the midst of chaos okay it's a skill Relaxation is a skill. It's not, it's not something that lazy people do. It's a skill. Many people can't relax. They try to relax, but their mind races or they, they want to you know, get on their phone. They want to go and get up, do some work. They want to tidy up, whatever it is. Many people can't actually relax if they're given the opportunity because they're not skilled at it. So relaxation is a skill. So we practice meditation. We practice relaxation. We practice spending time in nature. We practice connecting with our bodies, connecting with our nervous systems, healing. We find safety. We remind ourselves that we are safe. And if there are parts of us that feel unsafe due to trauma from our past, very valid trauma, then we have to address those parts, soothe those parts, address them through through some sort of healing modality. Maybe it's therapy, maybe it's journaling, maybe it's energy work, uh, whatever it is. But we have to address those parts of us that are reactive because, of course, they are the first parts of us that will react in the midst of some sort of you know open contact with ETs and whatnot. We'll imme- immediately go to the, uh, the the older responses from our past and get triggered and go into fight or flight and we won't be able to stay calm, cool, and collected uh, in the midst of some of these, you know, quote-unquote hypothetical events. And look, you know, even if these hypothetical events like open contact or, or alien ships landing or whatever, even if they never happen, you've lost nothing by preparing, right? Preparing in the ways that I've described. A grounded, healed, steady person is powerful nonetheless. So I'm not telling you to go on and do like some crazy things in preparation. I'm just telling you to do healing work, prepare your nervous system. Like I said, you know, even if there's no such thing, even if this is all just BS, well, you're steady, healed, grounded, nothing wrong with that. Okay. So here's another important point. Even if open contact occurs, this doesn't mean that the basics of human life now become irrelevant okay well i'm talking about the basic uh, uh daily activities of human life there's been memes online of people talking about you know quitting their jobs because aliens are real right there's some important significant events happening in the media uh regarding you know the the disclosure of of contact with beings from another place and people are looking at all of this and they're getting excited and they're saying, well, if that's real, I'm going to quit my job and, you know, what's the point of going to work, right? So I understand the sentiment there. I do. Right now, 
course, it's still early, so this might just be a meme that people are, you know, laughing about online. But if it really happens, people are going to become so ungrounded that they will forget their worldly purpose. They will forget their responsibilities. They will forget to take care of themselves, as well as, of course, those that depend on them. So aliens or not, this is a reminder that you stay, you have to stay grounded and you have to feed yourself. You have to feed your family. You have to sleep. You know, you might be able to quit your job. It may make sense in the event. It may make sense. But you cannot quit your worldly grounded purpose as a human being. Okay. You still have to address those things. It doesn't matter how far out things get. You still have to eat. You still have to go to the bathroom. You still have to do all of those things, okay? And I'm speaking from this from a place where I look at it through the spiritual paradigm. So, of course, in spirituality, we have this, this idea of spiritual awakening or spiritual emergence or emergency or crisis in which people have, you know, these, you know, far out mystical experiences, maybe in meditation, maybe by doing breath work, maybe, you know, they have a profound kundalini awakening and it just changes everything for them. They, they start to experience things that they can't make sense of given uh, their lack of context or preparation. Maybe they do psychedelics and, you know, they experience all sorts of far out things and suddenly they don't know where their purpose is in the world. They don't know how to get back in the body. Um, they feel maybe disconnected, depersonalized, dissociated, afraid. Um, you know, they feel alone, isolated. They don't know who to talk to. And so to them, even sometimes not all these people but sometimes even eating becomes irrelevant you know what's the point of eating i've just had some mind-blowing spiritual experiences what's the point of of uh you know of course going to work what's the point of doing anything it all just you know they're, they're so mind blown that all they can do is just walk around going i don't know what happened to me so this is what we see in the spiritual uh, community quite often actually so people will go through spiritual experiences they become ungrounded and they lose touch of course it's unhealthy it's imbalanced a lot of this looks like you know mental illness you could say now, my worry um, and why I'm putting out this message is because I feel that this sort of thing will happen on a mass scale in the event of open contact. People will be so, so blasted open that they just won't know what to do. Like they'll forget to eat. They'll forget that they've got kids that they have to feed. Like they'll just be so, so flabbergasted by all of this. Okay. So when others out there begin to forget you know, the, the basics in the midst of all of this chaos. You, having been prepared, having gone through some sort of preparation, like I said, just soothing the nervous system, relaxing the nervous system in order to stay calm and steady in the midst of these experiences, you will be able to, of course, for yourself, keep your, your focus on your own responsibilities for your own family and community and whatnot, but also set an example through, through the energy field of what it means to stay calm and grounded, which will help in turn to ground other people. Of course, as we know, our nervous systems, you know, communicate with one another um, through electromagnetic fields and whatnot, and so they can be co-regulated. If you come into contact with somebody who's calm, you will naturally likely begin to calm down as well. Subconsciously, we're always paying attention to other people's breathing patterns. Uh, you know, we can tune into the, the electromagnetic field of their heart and uh, our bodies can sync up. So if you're grounded in the midst of chaos, it'd be very, very powerful, and very, very necessary. So keep this in mind. So, uh, you know, stay grounded, stay calm and take care of your duties. Before open contact, chop wood, carry water.
after open contact, chop wood, carry water. So I've modified that saying from Zen Buddhism, which of course you must know it's before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. And the, the basic idea there is, you know, just because you've, you've, you're enlightened, just because you've had significant spiritual awakening experiences and whatnot, doesn't mean that you neglect your responsibilities of chopping wood and carrying water. Those things go on. And in fact, they're necessary to stay grounded and in the body. And so this is, this is how we should approach this. Yeah, there may be aliens outside, but we still have to chop wood, carry water, however that looks for you, okay? And of course, none of the unfoldings themselves should surprise you. You know, you're mature. You can stay cool even when there's spacecraft hovering above your house outside. No problem. You're cool. You're calm. You're, you're prepared for this. You've seen a lot of far out stuff. Of course, this stuff is real. That's the attitude you should take. Okay. Now, you may say, I'm ready. Of course. I know aliens are real. None of this is new or surprising to me. I won't freak out. Maybe you're even, you've even had contact before and you're saying, of course, I'm not going to freak out. I've, I've had experiences, direct experiences. But here's the thing. I know many people working as a spiritual teacher who have had many significant, visceral, mystical experiences in their body. And so they know through direct experience about the validity of these mystical experiences. Things like Kundalini awakening and whatnot. But when these mystical experiences happen to them on a recurrent basis, they still continue to get freaked out to avoid, to run away, to not want to go through with it, to not, uh, you know, easily just relax in their nervous system and surrender, even though they've had prior experiences that were, in fact, beneficial and healing and profound and mind-blowing, right? So I work with, like, people like this all the time who say, you know, I, I last night I had some, some mystical experience. It was beginning, and I, I got scared. I shut it down. And, you know, they've had maybe 10 of those experiences before, and they were all, you know, incredible. So still the nervous system just gets overloaded and freaked out. And so that's why I'm sharing this because you have to consider that you might, even though you're saying, of course, I know aliens are real. I'm not going to freak out. Your nervous system just may not be able to handle it. Of course, like I mentioned, there's the energetic component as well. And we see this as well in the uh, the psychedelic arena as well. When we see, you know, uh, veterans who've got countless psychedelic trips, intense high dosage trips. Uh, you know, still get freaked out on the come up, still get freaked out by, you know, some of the experiences that they may have. I think even the late, you know, great psychonaut Terrence McKenna described that he also would get anxious before, you know, the beginning of certain psychedelic trips. Because, of course, this stuff is mind-blowing, right? And, and the nervous system is typically not equipped to easily handle these types of things, right? So keep this in mind. It's important not to get... Uh, too, too overconfident and too uh, um, arrogant and think that we don't need to prepare in some capacity, meaning prepare the nervous system through relaxation and whatnot. I think we all do um, because when it happens, the default for anyone is to become overwhelmed, okay? So just remember, stay calm, stay grounded. Much of the world can freak out and they probably will. But you, you know, having... Had some preparation, some time to prepare, can remain calm and steady, and it will be absolutely instrumental to the unfolding. Okay, this is your role. Now, don't get me wrong here. 
I might still get freaked out too. The default for my nervous system is also to get overwhelmed. It's like everybody else's, okay? I also have to prepare myself for this quote-unquote hypothetical unfolding despite some of the experiences I've mentioned. So I'm not coming here acting like, you know, I, I don't have to do any of this work. I do, for sure. And uh, putting this together was informative for me um, to prepare as well. So I'm, I'm relaying you the message that uh, was given to me. Okay, but of course, like I said, preparation isn't about building a bunker. It's not about diving deep into a UFO rabbit hole online or compiling data or trying to, you know, remote view your way over to Area 51. It's, it's not about that kind of far out stuff or difficult, um, you know, um, undertakings, you could say. It's actually about, like I said, practicing the skill of relaxation soothing the body and the nervous system with self-care and meditation, healing past wounds that make us reactive, okay? So, of course, we don't want those wounds to inform uh, our reaction when, you know, when and if we make some sort of open contact. As well, it's important to process some of the thoughts and emotions that may arise in such a scenario before the actual scenario itself. So, an exercise you can do is just write it out, you know, Say, for example, there actually was a UFO hovering above the, uh, the park by your home. What thoughts might arise? What emotions? Go through them. Feel them. They're all valid. They're all valid. And this is a very important thing to also remember. Look, maybe you've, you heard, hear my talk and tomorrow if aliens land, you freak out. That's okay. That's okay. It's all good. You don't have to uh, beat yourself up and compound on top of the, uh, the distress by saying, I should have been prepared, but I'm not, or why am I reacting this way? We're all going to have uh, our own unique reaction. The idea here is just to, uh, just to practice at least, prepare a little bit at least, so that we're not completely stunned in the event that open contact takes place in our lifetime. Many people will be stunned, but if you're not, uh, it will be uh, very, very useful, okay? So I know, of course, this is a far out topic. I'll be honest, I really didn't want to come on here and talk about this. I have, um, you know, a lot of talks about other far out topics on my channel, um, but Kundalini Awakening, Spiritual Awakening, etc. This has always been in the uh, background of my personal experience. Um, I recognize, like I said, that this is not my main focus. My main focus is supporting people going through spiritual awakening, dealing with the emotional healing, um, and, and uh, dealing with how to integrate it into the world in relationships and whatnot. So um, this is not something I'm super comfortable talking about. Um, I don't want to, uh, you know, have to face, you know, people's ridicule or, um, judgment or criticism or whatnot. I know that this is just absolutely insane. And some of the things I've made, the claims I've made today, you know, may be like you know, absolutely ridiculous. And I understand if it, it completely turns you off or whatnot. I, I get it. I, um, like I said, you must use your discernment through all of this. Okay. But with all of that said, despite my resistance, I was told it's time to, uh, to make this talk and share about it. So here it was, that was the message. Let me know what you think in the comments below. If you think this will be meaningful with somebody else, you can share it. Um, I hope that, you know, in the event that we make open contact, 
I hope that uh, you know some of the things that we've shared today, we've explored, um, will uh, will inform the way that you approach such a profound and mind-boggling experience. I look forward to sharing more when the time comes, if at all. But until next time, thanks so much for tuning in. Much love and peace. <laughs>